a trio of book-loving ladies dedicated to finding and spotlighting new authors and bringing them to you through interviews and discussions of their amazing works. Each of the reading sirens is so similar, yet so different. You have Heather, the twisted rom-com queen. She brings the love with her romance pics, but will surprise you with a twist from time to time. And then you have Lucretia, the thrill seeker. The name says it all. She's here for all the chills, the thrills, and all the frills. And Stephanie, the wild card. She's out of the box and set to venture through genres galore. Her favorite is horror with blood, guts, and gore. But every now and again, she wants a little more. If that's not enough, you will also hear which characters stand out in a round of Fuck, Mary Kill. Take a dive with us. It's time to get lit. The Reading Sirens are excited to welcome two of the best voices in reading, both amazing in their own way. Join us in welcoming the Matthew McConaughey of books with the Mamba mentality, Brayden Riddick. And a voice that can make you shiver and quiver with fear, the gloomiest nice guy, Thomas Gloom. Woo! Woo woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm clapping. I just don't want it to sound too loud. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining uh, us, you guys. Fabulous. I'm happy to be here. Yay. We're happy Thanks to have you Thanks for having me here. back. Oh, of, of course. course. So, we have a little game for you guys. We mailed them some mystery envelopes, and we each picked a, what would you call it? Like a s- two, like, excerpts. So mm-hmm. we each picked excerpts from either books or works that we would really like to hear you guys read. Mm-hmm. The whole yeah. books, you know? <laughs> but we'll settle for this where, segment, you this know? This is where things are about to get strange. <laughs> just say that right quick. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Let's embark that way. Let's do it. So, who wants to go first? I'm a gentleman. I I love to hear this guy. He's he's already a true pro and established audiobook narrator. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, your comment does not go uh, unnoticed, Stephanie. I do appreciate you. And it's on the back burner. Thomas uh, would tell you. I've, I've reached out to him in regards to equipment and whatnot. And that's appreciated. And, uh, you know, it, it's certainly on the back burner. And hearing commentary like this, it, it only adds to the, uh, the emph- emphasis uh, to, to, to bring it to fruition. So anyway, I want to hear Mr. Gloom because he does have that voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll go first. So which number are you picking? I'm, I'm just going to go with number one. Okay. I randomized them. So your guys' number matches are not going to be the same. Okay. And I don't even remember which ones I put where, so it's going to be fun to see. <laughs> it's going to be random for us, too. <laughs> yeah, right? so, so do I just open it? Yep. Mm-hmm. It, here's a little S- ASMR for <laughs> our listeners. Oh, yeah, I should have done it closer to the... Yeah, I'll do the next one. The anticipation. <laughs> right? <laughs> I glued them all the way down. Oh. <laughs> did you use uh, one of those little stampers? Yeah, I, I yeah. sure did. <laughs> I could see you doing that. She got okay. it carried away. So I'm, I'm just supposed to read this? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm reading it in my mind real quick because I want to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, You're yeah. good. I... I'm curious to see who it is now. I know, me too. All right. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it was a mistake, Rody. Dealing with demons is tricky. You have to be specific. I only asked for Freddy back, but I never said unharmed. 
Wendy was going to trap you there, leave you in their care until the demon fully came out. And now they have me. All I have to do is touch someone. And that'll be that. What have I done? <laughs> That's it. That was well, perfect. Brilliant. Perfect. Brilliant. Yeah. Am, am I a... supposed to say what, what book and all? Sure. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so this was from page 274 of the Kindle edition of American Red by Jonas Lee. Yes. It's extremely well done. Very, Very well done. done. Mm-hmm. And there's some creepy parts in that book. Let's just say yeah. that <laughs> was off some, the cuff, my man. There is some creepy parts. That there, was off yeah, the cuff. That was really yeah, good. I'm I'm trying to. I'm looking up the book right now because I want to see the cover. You I don't need recognize. to. It's, there's it's some a, amazing it's some artwork really in that book. book. Yeah. So yes. that book was oh. one of our first indie horrors that we mm-hmm. read, and I think first we it was season one. Book. Yeah. It was takes us back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I I think I've seen that cover floating around, mm-hmm. but I, I I'm not really familiar with it. It's the book. a great book. It's mm-hmm. a YA horror. Um, it's about two brothers, and I can't wait for the next installment. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So. so Thomas, who do you think picked it? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. This is tough. <laughs> um. We're all kind of creepy in our own minds, so yeah. So. <laughs> It could be any one of us. It really could be. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna guess. Um, it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get this wrong. No, you're okay. <laughs> it's not a no pressure. No. Yeah. Um, <gasps> we should have made this a drinking game. Yes. Dang shot. It. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Right, I, I, I like where the conversation is going. I mean, it does carry credence here. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm, I'm just. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna guess Stephanie. You are not right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say wrong. It sounded really mean. <laughs> no, but that also, was a really good guess. <laughs> if we get it wrong, are you gonna tell us whose it was? Yes. Yes. It was me, Lucretia. <laughs> uh, okay. So that means you get to take a shot. <laughs> Congratulations. And if you can, please keep your eyebrows on. You know? <laughs> per Lucretia, she wipes her eyebrows off every time she takes a shot. So <laughs> it's a natural reaction. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, Brayden. Well, I'm taking notes, so I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to guess. Lucretia next time. <laughs> just remember, getting, just remember, your last one will always be correct because the other two are done. I know, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, if you remember to look at your paper. Yes. Good read, though. I don't know. If you yes. get another one wrong, we might make you chug your drink and then you might not be able to read, you know? <laughs> Brayden, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Guess, guess aside, Mr. Bloom, um, that first attempt right off the cuff, trust mm-hmm. me, I, mm-hmm. I, I noticed that. That is well done. Yeah. And uh, I, I hope, uh, I just want to, <laughs> you got to kind of dampen the expectations every now and then in terms of follow-up. Yeah. But because, because, and this is not making excuses, believe me, I'm going to, I'm going to, bring my best no matter what whatever it is it's just how i was raised but when it comes to uh this last week i had battle with a little cough and and, and congestion 
I'm going to do my best to turn away. But if for some reason it does happen, trust me, I'm going to do everything I can to avoid it. It'll just be a part of the process. Yes. There is no pressure. You have to. We have you covered. Digital age. We're not live. Yes. No, we've got you covered. Right? Brayden, I I appreciate those kind words, but now I'm all ears. (laughs) He's a... (laughs) He can take off the pro cap and put it right back on. I love it. It's the tip of the cap is what it is. Okay, since he went one, I'm going to go ahead and go two. Let's just keep it sequential. Okay. I'm excited to see whose it is. I know, me too. Number two. (laughs) This is (laughs) anticipation. You got to love it. (laughs) My nervous laugh is going to come out. Okay. Okay. Forgive me if I mispronounce. I I may not be a step on on this name. Baby Teeth by Zoe Stage. Okay. okay. Yeah. You got it right. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. All right. Let me just have a quick look real quick. Yeah, you're Play good. some Jeopardy music or something or whatever you got in the intro. Let's see what we have. Let's just give it a go. One of them will have to die. She met her mother's startled gaze in the rearview mirror. Excuse me? What did you say? Hannah? Jesus Marie Anne. Her mother flicked her eyes between the road and the mirror and didn't say anything right away. Her hands tightened on the wheel, but she surprised Hannah. Excuse moi, Marie Anne? I didn't hear what you said. Her French sounded exaggerated, like the puppets on Sesame Street. Hannah sighed impatiently. If you make me go there again, I will cast a spell on one of them. One of them will die. Oh, you just gave me goosebumps. Oh, no. <laughs> I would listen to that audiobook. Yes, I would too. Me too. <laughs> that book has the most psychoish child I have ever seen in a book. And yeah. this kid is six years old in this book. <laughs> six years old. She did, though. I mean, I got to give her props. She slapped a kid that was having a tantrum in the grocery store, and I was proud of her a little bit. I would never do it, but hey, some kids, you know? Just kidding. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. I don't condone child violence. Brayden, you killed that. That was fantastic. It was good. And Thank the French you. was spot on. Yes. Uh, yeah. I will say, the moment, the moment you yeah. started talking, we all froze. I know. I was trying to look through a rearview mirror, but I don't have one here because I'm not in the car, you know? It was better, definitely better than the puppets on Sesame Street. Let's just say that. Well, that's, if you can top them, that's a win. That is a win. Yeah. So, pick your poison, Brayden. Who was it? Oh, that's the, (laughs) that's the back end that slaps you on the other side. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. Um, by any way, shape, or form. Could this be Lucretia? Yep. Yep. You got it. <laughs> what? What? Good job. <laughs> that's like one of my favorites at this point, baby teeth, and nothing really compares. Psycho killer baby. <laughs> Kid. Psycho killer. She wants to kill her mom. Yeah. yeah because her mom is never going to love her the way her dad loves her, <laughs> and her mom is never going to love her dad the way she loves her dad. Mm-hmm. So if that adds another layer of <laughs> twisted, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
like a lot Great of selection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Thomas. All right, so I uh, guess now I've got to do number three. Right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I love the ruffle. (laughs) He is opening the envelope. He stumbles just a little bit. (laughs) He had to go find a letter opener. This is a long... Oh, I've read this book. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, there's so much dialogue <laughs> you on. could pick I, snippets I, if it's too long i guess yeah no i i just gotta make sure i'm doing the voices okay right <laughs> uh, I which one it is. i know there was some that was hard to shorten so we tr- we did our best also we are also selfish and we wanted to hear you <laughs> yes. guys read a whole book so. <laughs> Don't don't think that went unnoticed. <laughs> oh, we love um, you guys. Hold on, I'm literally dude, I'm I'm highlighting the female parts real quick. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Which, Which, now the, I'm wondering. Did we put females on their body parts? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm curious now which one it's going to be. Well, it could be either. It's, well, obviously, yeah. it's one of ours. <laughs> it could be I'm either like, of the two that haven't gone. <laughs> and I'm like, crap, which one did I pick? Okay. Okay. Oh, I remember All now right. mine. Here we go. No, I won't do it. Leave me alone. We give you peace once you follow our guidance, Donna. Do what we say. The voices flashed vile images to Donna. Different ways Frankie could be tortured than Elmer. Until ultimately, they all lay dead on the cave's blood-soaked floor. Oh, God, please help me, please, Donna said, and began muttering a prayer, one her father taught her as a child. It's too late for prayer now. Kill him. It would be a righteous act. He's a pedophile, and he looks at you girls with lust in his eyes. Kill him, Donna. Mr. Watkins moaned, and for the first time... Donna noticed him open his mouth. Blood pooled behind his teeth, escaping at the creases of his lips. Samuel had taken his tongue. Donna looked away in disgust. I will not make that judgment, Donna said behind clenched teeth. Yes, you will. He will die, the voices said. The pain in Donna's head was building. Her free hand was ripping out her hair, the other holding a shaking gun. Her vision turned a crimson hue. Stop pretending to be strong, Donna. Kill him, or we shall kill Frankie. Donna heard the gunshot before registering she had pulled the trigger. She was hyperventilating, and she could now hear her own breath as the voices went silent. They had done as promised, given her a moment of peace for granting their heinous request. She understood this was bad, worse than she had expected her life would ever turn out. But she had to act fast before the voices came back. There was no more time to cry. Donna needed to free Elmer. All right. Fantastic. Can you just say, like, I creed the whole time. (laughs) I know, me either. I read that book wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So this was uh, pages 133 and 134 of the Kindle edition. 
of Slaughter at Seabridge by Cassidy Frost. <laughs> mm-hmm. woo, woo. Yeah, actually, your um, range. I, I I read this book last month, and I've yet to review it, but I, it's it's on my docket to review. But spoiler alert, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought yeah, it was I did fun, too. Fun mm-hmm. little slasher. Yeah, it was really good. And you did really good. I think we didn't picture the voices as creepy as you made them. <laughs> it just took that book to a whole other level yeah, for me. I know. I'm like, I will never look at it the same way again. Me now I, I have yeah, to that was reread well it. Done. <laughs> Can I hire you to read edition. the book to me now? <laughs> Right? I don't want the auto, audio <laughs> version. I want this one. Give me the gloom version. Yes. <laughs> Imagine I mean, if that was can... like the staple button. Gloom version. <laughs> there. Perfect. It just has to be like purple. And then when you press it down, yes. the gloom lights up in green. Yes. That'd be perfect. You can hop on Audible and you can just search Thomas Gloom and you can find like 15 different books that that I can read to you. Wow. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Well, That's yeah. what I'm doing tomorrow at work. I know. I'm like, it's already down to like 10, but <laughs> I'll find the rest. <laughs> um, so in terms of my guess mm-hmm. for who this is, uh, it's another top one because I, I, I feel like if I knew what all three were, I'd be able to gauge a little bit better. But mm-hmm. I, I guess... Um, Last time, I, I guess wrong. I guess Stephanie, but I'm gonna do that again, and I'm going to guess Stephanie on this one. <laughs> ding ding ding! This ding, time ding, you winner. are correct. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's me. Good job. <laughs> so, side note, um, I we read "Take Your Turn Teddy" a while back, mm-hmm. and. Um, Heather had the audio version, and so uh, she showed me the part. Yeah, and so from there, I was like, oh, my God. So as soon as I hear anything where there's, like, a voice change, I'm always like, okay, I need to see what Thomas Thomas Bloom can do. (laughs) Yeah, I remember um, Heather telling me when when I was on the Heather Effect, she Mm -hmm. was talking about how uh, she was – creeping out all of her co-workers at work mm-hmm. doing the shadow's voice. I still do. <laughs> it's so creepy. And the way she does it, too, it's like, oh, he stop made, it, Heather. The shadow made a reappearance for October at work. Yeah, I bet. I support that. <laughs> right? They're like, she Heather. Had, she had yellow contacts and everything. <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> and she would walk up behind you and just do it in your ear, like, it's so creepy i love it (laughs) amazing job love the voice change yes yes it was a great switch up Mm -hmm. we're just like auditioning you for more books at this point all both of you guys i mean Mm -hmm. we're just saying hey you guys authors if you need a a reader here they are (laughs) right (laughs) brayden what number are you picking Mr. Gloom, well done, sir. You just went three. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I, I, well, if we're going in sequence, I guess I should skip three, but I can't pick the bonus, which would come next. So I'm going to go back to one. Is that cool? That's fine. Yes. Let's go back to one. Is that Brian McKnight? Start back at one. I'm not even going to try to meet that level. No, that man is gold. I am not even going to step near that, but I do appreciate what um, the memories that that come from that. You just took us back to that. Mm -hmm. 
Now we're I'm having a little dance number that, right here. Exactly. Where we're, we're all moving uh, in our chairs. I know. Okay. All right. Here's the anticipation. This is that pre opening of, of a Christmas package uh, <laughs> on Christmas morning. The smells in the air, all that stuff. Thomas, fill in the blanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll let you, you, you read. You just throw it out. <laughs> We're going to take a quick commercial break for right. the Reading Sirens podcast and uh, talk about indie horror. Yes. If you want to stay up every night, never sleeping because you're scared of what's under the bed, you're horrified of what's in the closet, oh my and goodness. you can't help but peek behind the shower curtain, then boy, have we got some books for you. <laughs> that was amazing. There you go. Thomas, you're an epic. <laughs> I'm a goofball. <laughs> we all are. So that's why we get along so well. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Christopher Frost, 396, Kindle oh, edition. Nice. Okay. Kelly came down the stairs feeling like every teenage babysitter in every horror film ever made. Why didn't she just leave the house or call the police? The line wouldn't be dead. This was 2019. There were cell phones. She could reach someone. She felt as if the behemoth Michael Myers was going to come ramming out of the darkness like an oncoming train and impel her against the wall with a knife. This wasn't the John Carpenter Myers from the 80s. No, this was Rob Zombie's terrifying monster. Aubrey. Rusty. Get out here, you little shits. You've scared Bobby half to death. Interesting choice of words. Aubrey, you scared the life out of me. I could repeat myself, but what would be, but that would be redundant. Aubrey, standing in the darkness of the living room, opened her mouth and screamed. It came out like a twist between a banshee cry and that of some kind of monstrous animal. Black smoke poured from her mouth, nostrils and eyes. It struck Kelly so hard that she was thrown back against the wall, pressed against it with such force that when she tried to get away, her feet began to push her up the wall. She, she lay vertically against the wall, thrashing, knocking down picture frames, screaming. The black smoke sank down her throat, and as the last of it was swallowed, she went still. Her body hung there as though she had indeed been impaled by Michael Myers. Kelly's hands came to her belly and tears streamed down her face. Good job. I had to close my eyes. I know. I saw her. I just pictured like um, Johnny Depp climbing up the wall with like (laughs) upside down with a blood trail (laughs) underneath him. (laughs) Great job, Brayden. I just picture Patricia Arquette against the wall, you know? (laughs) Good job. In what movie, Patricia Arquette? I'm thinking... In the Nightmare Before Elm Street, because she was younger and this lady was a babysitter. So, like, that age range, you know? (laughs) That's a perfect uh, comeback, perfect response, which is why I'm probably going to pick you. (laughs) You gave yourself away! That was a test. He got it from you. Well played, Brayden. Well played. (laughs) Who I picture. This is chess, baby. I'm prepared. You know what? 
I let my guard down for one moment. (laughs) Never again. (laughs) That's funny. Good job. That was really good. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I had a I had a few mess ups, but you know we can't. No, that was like Mr. Gloom over here. And this book is a great book too. This is a yeah, it's a. I mean that passage Mm -hmm. that was it had me engaged. That was the very first time I'd ever. That was the Mm -hmm. very first pass I've Mm -hmm. made on the passage and uh, i felt it you know yeah um that was uh that was strong mm-hmm. I, I, great great selection i missed what the name of that book was i'm sorry 396 yep by christopher frost mm-hmm. page 129 130 that's what i omitted the first go yeah now you guys know i'm a gabber so you already know the last two are mine you might want to drink some before you open the envelope. So another intermission. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. But I think you guys are familiar with them, so they won't really be new to you. Yeah. All right. That'll be I'm good. Opening, I'm opening mine. Okay. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> you can skip if you need to, because I know it's pretty long. <laughs> but I did shorten it. I did shorten it. Okay. Okay. I knew this one would be perfect for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So all of the dialogue is from the same person here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty okay. much, yeah. All right. Well I can I can do this one. Mm-hmm. I'm I I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I've been doing. I'm I'm gonna save uh the 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 name of the book and the author until the end. Okay, okay. you got it. All right. My son was a good boy, she yelled at his murderer as he lay on the floor. There was no fight left in the black-suited specter on the floor. Only terror. He raised his left hand, the muscles of his arms quivering with effort. Please, don't. Jane's teeth mashed together into something of a grin that, had she been able to see it, would have reminded her of the creature's own. She heaved the axe over her right shoulder and swung. The wedge of sharpened metal at its end chopped into the reaper man's left ankle with a bony crunch. He threw back his head and howled as his blood, that thick, tar-like substance, squirted out from either side of the wound. Jane stamped a foot down on his while trying to remove the axe's head from the bone. And he would have grown into a good man! she shouted as the weapon sprang free. She staggered backward as the Reaper man attempted to retreat, using his arms to butt-shuffle towards the front door. His left leg was extended straight, his foot trailing behind at an incorrect angle, the toes pointing inward. With each shuffle, the wound at his ankle gaped wide, showing white bone. Jane followed the streak of black ichor he was leaving behind. I had a good life before you entered it. The Reaper man was crawling, shrinking away from her. A loving husband, a beautiful son, but you stole that from me. You turned me into this obsessed mad woman that all the neighborhood kids are scared of. You ruined my marriage, my life. Once you are finished, I'll be free of you. After I have my fun, after you experience every ounce of the pain I have. Please have mercy! 
He had reached the door now, causing his torso to straighten up. Mercy, she said. Mercy is for those humans you were talking about. I'm not one of them anymore. Trick or treat, you bastard. She swung the axe into the Reaper Man's shoulder, causing a spray of blood to splash across her. His banshee screams were like music to her. And that is from I Hear the Clattering of the Keys and Other Fever Dreams by my Irish buddy, Jamie Stewart. Yeah! <laughs> Thomas, you almost brought me to tears. <laughs> you just read a passage of my book wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is my idol. That's my soul sister. <laughs> well, yes, thank, thank you for choosing this one, Heather. Yes. And, um, if y'all weren't aware, I actually got to narrate one of the other short stories in this collection for the Into the Gloom podcast. It was the, the bonus episode mm-hmm. uh, when Jamie was on. Nice. So good. That was like one of my favorites. Out well of that done. Book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And Jamie is a fantastic author. Yeah. And just a great guy all around. Mm-hmm. He's going to take us on a pub tour if we ever go over there. <laughs> One day. Because yeah, I, I told him he needs to be our tour guide. And he's like, the only thing I can take you to is pubs. <laughs> and we're like, all down for that. For <laughs> he told Mrs. Bloom and I, he was like, if y'all ever come to Ireland, you have a place to stay. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. He's so sweet. He's so awesome. Brayden, okay. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> She really Number is. three. <laughs> and you don't even have so to wait, guess. So a process of elimination. I already know who picked this. Yes. So the guessing is out of the game in that yes. regard. But I still there's still the sense of suspense in terms of what am I about to read? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the last one it like took oh, me for a loop because I, I couldn't I, remember the beginning yeah. of the last it was passage. Great. <laughs> uh, you know, and it is expected of you. Let <laughs> me just say that I read the first line, I read the very last line. This is expected. Yeah, it's a Heather. You're welcome. <laughs> it's a Heather effect. Yeah. This is one of those that you wish you would have had a, a, a moment or two. You know what I mean? <laughs> just to just to do it justice, but when he hears it, and I know he will, um, you know, will uh, he he knows it's understand. coming. Consider this your audition okay. for the role because we've all been waiting for this moment. <laughs> well, the book's already out. Yep, the book's already out, and I'm gonna try to tiptoe around this spoiler because I'm gonna I'm gonna hold suit to Thomas Gloom here, and I'm not gonna name which book it is. I'm gonna tiptoe around it and allude to it, but um. Yeah, this is good stuff. (laughs) Thank you. You know, the apple in the book of Genesis, the one Eve takes from the forbidden tree and gives to Adam, Hollis asked, holding up the apple as if it was the it was one and the same. I know there was one, Paisley responded. Genesis chapter three, verse one. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Hollis said. What? Paisley asked. Genesis 3, 3. But God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. 
Hollis walked down the steps to where Paisley now stood holding her equipment. There was something about him, something crazy but brilliant. Normally a man spitting Bible verses would be a major turnoff, but it showed a deep love for something. He stopped directly in front of her. He looked down at her and their eyes locked. Hollis's eyes were deep pools of knowledge that she wanted to swim in. He was so close that when he spoke again, she could feel his deep, bass-rich voice in her bones. Genesis 3-5, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good. He paused and evil. He snapped off another bite of the apple. He chewed and Paisley watched as his jaw clenched and flexed his lips moving moving rhythmically in and out as he chewed. He swallowed. Without realizing it, she had lifted herself onto her tiptoes and was close to, to his downturned face, that when he licked his lips, his tongue was inches from her mouth. She had the urge to pull him down to her. Then what? She whispered. The apple wasn't an apple at all, he said. Paisley could hear the apple hit the ground near her feet. It was Eve herself that was the forbidden fruit. Oh, Paisley squeaked. I know She took her some and ate it. (laughs) She also gave some to her husband, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked, Hollis said in a low whisper that drifted from his mouth, wet and sweet with apple, into hers which was thirsty and dry. The back of his fingers brushed her cheek, and her knees quivered. His hand moved back, and those long fingers slid into her hair and cupped near the top of her neck. He pulled her in, and she could taste the apple. It was the most delicious kiss she had ever shared. His lips were soft and sticky, and she could feel them part slowly. Her eager tongue slipped quickly into his mouth, reveling in the taste. His tongue slipped over the top of hers, dousing her in the flavor of the apple. No name given. No name is needed. I'm just kidding. One Calvin Ellis in the hills above the The famous apple. Calvin, you know I love you, dude. I can do it better. That was the first pass. That was the first pass, dude. You know I could do it better. We definitely need to uh, make a petition for a re-recording in the hills above the crystal. <laughs> with uh, Braden Riddick as Grimm. <laughs> now that's a blush session for every girl available. Or and some guys. guys. You know? mm-hmm. Hey. You had a Heather over here doodling on her. <laughs> I have a nervous laughter and I was having to control myself. <laughs> Braden, you did fantastic. Fantastic. That is a role made for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. That's why thank I picked you for it. that. Mm-hmm. Well, I know I've seen your reels. I know you like those <laughs> that apple scene. So to say the very she least, loves I, the priest. I am not surprised. Yeah. I'm a huge I'm fan of Hollis <laughs> in yeah. general. I, I know that. Yeah, and, and he, he said it. He said it in his latest podcast. He uh, he named me specifically. So you know, it, it's all fun and games at this point. It's all just for funsies, yes. but still. If, if, if the author himself calls me out, I'm going to at least give it a shot and keep <laughs> yeah. here. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Let's roll the dice and see what happens. I love the character. I love the book. 
Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good pick. Mm-hmm. Thank yes. you. I gave him a heads up and he was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably waiting for the episode to release. Right. So hear it. Le- release an expert to me now. Yeah. <laughs> now. Now. <laughs> Again, there was some opportunity there. I left some opportunity no, out there. But perfect. still, mm-hmm. um, you know, first pass, it's, it's rare. Wait, if you don't rehearse prehand, <laughs> Mr. Gloom knows that, even though he hasn't demonstrated that. Flawless. Good stuff. Yeah, no, it's been, it was that's great. been great to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys have time for a bonus? Let's do it. Of course. The stack isn't finished. <laughs> <laughs> we must finish. Right. So I it, can I can abstain from opening an envelope or a package, but eventually it must be open. Right. Okay. Yeah, at there, some point. It is a rule. There's a fuse <laughs> on it. Yeah. And is, you know. is the bonus like one that all three of y'all agreed on together? No. No. Mm-hmm. So oh, you'll still have to guess. Yeah. Still having to guess. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess I'm I'm ready. I've got it open. <laughs> okay. Do this. Uh, this starts with somebody screaming so hard that it makes her cough. I, I'm not going to scream that loud. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thanks for saving our ears. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lily, she screamed so hard it made her cough. Lily, where are you? Rachel lost her composure as her face shrunk to a horribly wrinkled mask of horror, and the tears flowed as if bleeding. Losing a child was every parent's worst nightmare, but this was no bad dream. She was living it. Her breath began to hitch, sending a storm of sharp air through her chest. All thought, all other emotions, save for panic, were stripped away and left a desperate, raving woman staggering blindly through the darkened woods. Further and further, Rachel wandered through the blackness. With nothing else to do, she then strayed from the path. Very near the bank of the creek, her ankle buckled, causing her to fall shoulder first into the frigid water. A flat pain filled her entire left side as if struck the as if it struck the rocks of the creek bed beneath her. Weeping desperately and drenched from head to hip, her shoulder throbbed as her swollen hand made contact with the ground. Rachel grabbed hold of something as she crawled gingerly to her free feet, soft and cold and caked with mud. But it felt familiar. When she held it up against the contrast of the sky, there was no mistake. A light. Behind her, a spark pierced through the sky. It pierced through the gloom, bobbing back and forth as it neared. Rachel heard her name being called from the same direction. It was Kathy, running down the path with a flashlight in hand. She found Kathy finally as the yellow circle of light settled on her, dazed and vacant. She held her daughter's toy puppy in one trembling hand. And that's from pages 74 and 75 of Acts of Violence, Twelve Tales of Terror by Marcus Hawk. Yeah. All right. I'm, 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna guess Heather again. On yes, <laughs> I, you've I redeemed her. yourself for the first wrong. <laughs> yes, I remember her raving about this book after she read it. Mm-hmm. I I vividly recall that. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved the personal touches of where mm-hmm. he got his inspiration from at the end. I really the loved that. Snippets. Yes, yeah, that was a really cool like insight. I think it's because you know how we always read the author's notes. Mm-hmm. Or like the, I, I think that I really enjoyed the little. Those are some of my mm-hmm. favorite parts, the author notes. Mm-hmm. It's like you're getting to know the author mm-hmm. on the page. Yeah, for sure. For Fantastic sure. job, Thomas. Yes. Well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And now it is time for the last bonus. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> bonus envelope open. <laughs> okay. You guys are such good sports. I know. <laughs> they just roll with punches. I with would us. be sweating <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, this is all in. You know, this is fun to me. Yeah. This is this is really fun. There's nothing. Uh, you know, life is hard enough as it is. Mm-hmm. This is this is the relief from that. This mm-hmm. is that reprieve. And uh, you know, coming on here to chat with people who like your stories. Come on, now, Thomas can. He can he can co-sign that, especially yeah. well. People he he's got fans from from multiple angles. Obviously, mm-hmm. the audio books and everything else, and that's that's been. I haven't listened to one completely, Thomas, but every sample I've heard that you've shared uh, on Instagram, it's been just stellar, man. And uh, mm-hmm. and obviously here tonight, you've you've only further uh, emphasized that point. So, well done. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but. Put a lot of work into it over mm-hmm. the past year, year and a half now. I will yeah. say, Thomas, your podcast helped inspire my podcast. Oh, well, that, yeah, that makes me really happy. Yeah. I, I That's remember what all we about. starting it, and, and we were talking about it a little bit. And um, Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I, I started my podcast because I was inspired by a few other podcasts. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome to pass that along yeah i'm not at your level on intros but i'm trying to get there did you have the best intro yes i live for your <laughs> bonus episodes like, i think mm-hmm. the first time well no i had already read sister fun time but i think uh i got even more into spencer hamilton because i heard your rendition i guess of the grief i think it's called um it was really good it's like it was like a, it's a really short story but it's mm-hmm. really good yeah 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 mm-hmm. well thank you I'm, I'm glad you enjoy those um, yes yeah, I'm. I'm sort of at this point now. I'm. I'm branching out and doing, you know, some different things for bonus episodes. But mm-hmm. yeah, like those first what nine or ten episodes, mm-hmm. it was like everyone was a short story from the office that I just interviewed. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was like an added bonus. Mm-hmm. And then it. I like how you talk a lot about like even just what themes are behind the horror you know like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of psychological themes in there and stuff like that it's pretty great yeah yeah i enjoy the deep dives and Mm -hmm. you know i've i've definitely um been blessed to have so many awesome and smart and insightful guests come on and you know be willing to just share and and so many of them have been so open and genuine and just lay it all on the table and mm-hmm. uh, it it makes my job a lot easier <laughs> yeah yeah well said mm-hmm. 
Hey there, miss. The guitar man's baritone voice spoke along with the melancholy chord he strummed. Strings that looked more like frayed twine. Maybe a D could have been. Can I play you a song? His white teeth polished to a fine ivory shine, and the warmth of his smile promised her feelings of family, a favorite uncle that always brings gifts. Yet when he strummed another chord, this lower than the last, his eyes held a magic that held no promise of wonder. Not the kind, anyway, a silver dollar gets you under the big top. Yes, she found herself saying, her voice low, and what was it? Possibly uncertain? It was a darker feeling than that. Play me a song. The guitar man nodded his head at her and tipped his hat. All right, miss. I think I got a good one for you here. Oh, yes. I sure do have a mighty fine jingle. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> no, I love, I love no. the southern twang. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have the vocal range that you do, sir, but that, you know, <laughs> you got to do what you can off the cuff. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's improv- improvisation time. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. It fit. It fit well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it really worked. So who do you well, think picked you. it for you? Mm-hmm. You know, three for three is on the line here, and I would love to go four for four. <laughs> um you know, just for the sake of, of, of ending on a good note, you want to go out strong. Uh, the pressure. Right? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Am I saying Lucretia here? Nope. Is I'm that sorry. Your, is that what you're saying? <laughs> is that your final answer? <laughs> it has to be Stephanie. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to stay quiet because the first time <laughs> you gave yourself up so much to say about this. So I picked this specifically for you. So um, it's actually Christopher Frost. Um, it's a character in his book called The Guitar Man. And I loved that character. So he did a little excerpt after we had uh, done a live with him and mm-hmm. he allowed me to use that for today's episode. I think he posted it on his Instagram as well. Um, it's the, I don't know if he's going to do more with the character, but I would hope so. But, um, I picked it for you. <laughs> so if you're looking so for another book to audition might hear to, this, is yes. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And hopefully you can be the guitar I, man. <laughs> well, I hopefully, uh, I just hope I did the guitar man right by him. You know, I think you did. Great, I think you did. Great selection. And again, all these are off the cuff. We can't hit them uh, perfectly every time on the first time, but uh, you did I in do my love in my ears. I know. I think great. this like I think this one was a great one. Well, they all were, but oh, this one was mm-hmm. my favorite one because I love the guitar man. <laughs> Yeah, you can have your guitar man. I'll have my holes. Right. Thank you. Yeah, you're and I have my creepy kids. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I like the demons too, though. <laughs> I live somewhere in between demons and musicians. I guess. <laughs> good stuff. Thank you guys for being such a good sports. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you guys oh, have yeah, anything that you're working on right now? Yes. Um, I'm just always narrating audiobooks, and I'm. Uh, I've been writing this Southern religious horror yes. novel. I can't for wait for that. So long, and um, it's very slow going at this point. But 
Um, I'm really, it's the longest thing I've ever written. And I'm hoping to have the first draft done by the end of the year. And so we'll see where we go from there. Um, after that, you know, I do plan on releasing volume four of Stories with Horror and Heart. Ooh, nice. Yay! Mm-hmm. And I really need to just buckle down and make audiobooks for The Window and Voodoo Child as well. Oh, I can't. Yes. I know. Voodoo Child. Because I love Voodoo. Yes. I know. <laughs> Do you have so, a sample yeah, of what Miss Caplato would sound like? Oh, her character. She's my favorite. I almost dressed up as her for book club, <laughs> but I couldn't yeah, find my. That, oh man, that would be so awesome. Um, I I can say too, just a, a little uh, sneak preview that Mama Caplata does make an appearance in my current work in progress. Yeah, nice. Um. Mm. Uh, I will um, say you got me in that book with the pig scene. <laughs> oh yeah, that chapter. I used to raise pigs growing up, so I got to that and I was like, <laughs> 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 "Poor little Charlotte." That's funny. <laughs> yes, I was like, oh. "But yeah, in, in terms of <laughs> in terms of her voice, I've always imagined it um, like when I've read it out loud, like just to myself and stuff." Um, you know, she always just talked like, my dear child, mm-hmm. just kind of like that, that classic mm-hmm. Southern, um, twang to it, mm-hmm. um, kind of talks a little bit slow, you know, very thoughtful with, with her words. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's beyond time for me to fully bring her to life through audio. So, um, yeah, that, that, those are really the big the big things on on the docket um, over the next twelve months or so. But I also just want to encourage anyone who hasn't listened yet. I know that it's November, um, but if you haven't heard my Halloween, the, my special episode on the Into the Gloom podcast, um, just sharing some of the nostalgic memories about Halloween and shares talk about some. Some of my favorite spooky season movies and, and music. I created a few playlists on Spotify, and Ooh, nice. um, I read a, a Mark Twain ghost story. Um, yeah, so definitely, even even though Halloween is is gone, I, I want to encourage you to. It's check only it gone. Out. Halloween if you let is it always alive. Gone. Okay, yeah. Halloween. I still haven't taken down any of my Halloween decorations. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Don't worry. <Well> <laughs> remember to be nice that's the kind of style i like to see walmart can take a note okay yes i know they switched out to christmas before halloween i want it makes me want to no no they had up christmas back in july yeah that was crazy no no no. i want halloween in july (laughs) screams summer screams okay Brayden, do you have anything that you're working on? Any more stuff coming out of your desk drawer? I'm I'm working on yes. knowing um, right now how was Vegas? Oh my <laughs> gosh! It was, it was so was much amazing. fun. Yeah, it was really fun. We got to meet a bunch of authors mm-hmm. and then a lot of Instagrammers, and it was it was really nice. And mm-hmm. we got to have a lot of fun on the side. Mm-hmm. Heather drank a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. We had fun with apples. <laughs> I will say we thought Snow White was just one of us, yes. a guest in there. And then 
she showed us her apples. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were not expecting that. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. Welcome to Vegas. Guys. Right? <laughs> I was like, oh, I should have yeah. known. Yeah. Makes now, was that sense. your first time there as a group or individually? Um, it was Us my, together, yeah, yeah, our first time there together. It was my first time back. The last time I was there, I, I was pregnant. So it was my first time back there and able to have fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was my first yeah. time back in yeah. 12 years. So everything yeah. was different. And I was jealous. It's been 13, far. <laughs> it's been 13 since I was there. So oh, yeah, no. good on you. Well, it's, we'll have to go the next time you're ready. We'll meet you. Right? It's drastically changed. <laughs> Yeah, so I've heard. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's always changing. Not, yeah. not, not necessarily for the good, but it, it is changing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thomas, always you'll have changing. to meet us too with Mrs. Gloom. <laughs> I know, with the pumpkin queen. Yes. Yeah. We could do group costumes. Yes. Pumpkin queen. <laughs> it We're going to have to get Halloween. I'm going to have to make a drink for her. <laughs> We're going to have to get the whole little indie horror group together and have I everybody know. just meet in Vegas. It'll be Halloween like an weekend. indie horror convention. <laughs> yes. For for our for our own I know for pleasure. our benefit as always. <laughs> worth it yes <laughs> oh the trouble we would get in i know it would be so much fun though <laughs> it would be we'll do like superlatives for everybody <laughs> a scavenger hunt yeah <laughs> it would be fun yes we do have a couple questions on voodoo child um that we got so um a couple of our girls read it from book club and um so they Honed it down to two questions. <laughs> one, wh- well, if you have time. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Perfect. So one was, um, they just noted that, you know, you don't often come across a voodoo-themed book, and so they wanted to know what sparked the idea. Um, so this one, it was crazy. Uh, I mean, honestly, I was just on a walk one day that uh, that's when i get a lot of stories uh story ideas it's just when i'm on my daily walk i try to walk every day go outside and i remember i was walking around the lake and i just saw finn and this the whole concept just fell into my lap and um yeah i, I mean it there wasn't any particular thing that really sparked it. Um, you know, there wasn't a certain movie or song or book or anything like that. It was just, I was on a walk and it just, it, 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 it just came to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can't say that about, you know, everything that I've written, a lot of other things, you know, I can pinpoint exactly like, you know, um, what, when the idea took root and why, but this one, it was just, I was on a walk and it just fell into my lap and I kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it. It kept, you know, staying in my mind. And then I started, you know, just, I wrote down the idea um, and then just kept fleshing it out and it grew and grew. Nice. The other question was what kind of prep prep work was done to gain knowledge of the voodoo aspects? Yeah. So lots of reading. Um, Once I had the idea, um, I really early on, I knew that if I was going to write a story that was so centered around voodoo, um, I didn't want to go the sort of 
cartoony route, um, you know, of, of how it's typically depicted in the media and in horror. I wanted some real elements in there. And so, you know, for me, being from the South, um, I, I, I wanted, because there are, there are different, sort of like with Christianity, you know, anyone who's familiar with Christianity, you know that there are different flavors. Usually you call it different denominations. Um, and it's sort of like that in voodoo. There are different types of voodoo. Um, so I settled on the, the the type of voodoo that is most prevalent in South Louisiana, in mm-hmm. the New Orleans area, which um, really, you know, started and came over from Haiti. Um, and then it just like became a mixing bowl and really it, it mixed with some Christian ideas and it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I, I, once I decided this is the type of voodoo that I want to focus on, I did a lot of researching. Um, you know, I, I, I got a lot of books from the library or, you know, scholarly nonfiction historical books and, um, yeah, um, I, I, I've gotten a lot of feedback from people who are familiar with voodoo, um, and even a, a couple of people who have, you know, family members that are practitioners, and they were just like, "This is this is spot on. Um, this is really really good." Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really, I, I really enjoyed that. And I, I try to do that, especially when I'm dealing with religion. You know, if you've read The Potted Plant, you know, I have mm-hmm. a witch in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, I have a few friends that, that practice um, Wicca and, 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 and our adherence to that. And so I was bouncing ideas off of them and getting feedback from them. Um, so, yeah, a lot of research went into it. And I'm... I'm very much pleased with how it turned out. I've, I've, I've said it before, but I initially, the ending was really bad. Like it was just piss poor. It was awful. Um, I was, I was trying to go for something and it didn't hit. Um, but then I went back and I scrapped the last few chapters and, um, yeah, the whole, the, the pig scene, uh, that, that was, that was new. That, that mm-hmm. came in that, that final draft that I did. That's, you know what? I, and I, I forgive think, you. I, well, I thought, you know what? That was one of my favorite, my favorite parts at the end. So I do want to say, I know, um, at the beginning when I first started reading it, Thomas, I had sent you a message of how I pictured it as like the, what is it? The, the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Mm -hmm. But then as I kept reading it, I started getting more of like an American horror story vibe where, especially with Mm -hmm. that scene with the voodoo, like, um, uh, there's a season, I want to say it's the coven season where they are in new Orleans Mm -hmm. and the, Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name now, but, um, the voodoo, the tobacco lover, is he a God? I don't know. What is he? A voodoo spirit? Spirit? Yeah. So where he appears. And so that's what I pictured. And so it it gave it like that feel to me, or I don't know if you guys have ever seen the skeleton key. Mm -mm. Oh, that one's Mm -hmm. good. That one's like a really good, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's with Kate Hudson and um, I don't want to tell you guys the premise, but it's a really good movie. You guys need to watch. It's really old, but it's good. But that's what I started picturing. And so it. I think the just the themes that you added in there made it very relatable, even though it was something that we don't come across often. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, Finn's struggle and not making the best choices, you know, but 
Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was still like, it was such a great book to read, which is funny because people always think of horror and they're like, oh, you just like to get scared. But no, there's just no. so many other underlying mm-hmm. themes that are so good to explore. And this is a way to do it. I without. love the relationships in it. Mm-hmm. Like the bonds, the friendships, mm-hmm. the mother son relationship, mm-hmm. him missing his dad. Like that was so mm-hmm. well done. Mm-hmm. That it stays with you, like, and you mm-hmm. you think about like, oh, I wonder how they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I do. I aim to write horror with heart. You know, that's mm-hmm. sort of what I branded myself as, and uh, that's important to me. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be more than just jump scares and gore. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I I love that you brought up Coven because I did, um, you know, along with my more historical and religious research. Um, I, I also watched a few things just to sort of get into that Southern Louisiana mentality and get that feel. And I watched Coven, um, because mm-hmm. of, of a lot of it taking place in New Orleans. And then I also watched, uh, season one of True Detective, uh, which, which takes place in Louisiana, mm-hmm. um, and the, you know, in the Bayou area. And then also that the scene, where they they go to the family gathering and um, the the whole the whole pig scene that all I give so much credit to Anthony Bourdain. Um, oh, I was a huge huge fan of Tony Bourdain, um, and uh, there was a specific episode where he he goes to New Orleans um, and and um, there there's a scene. That, if you watch the episode when he goes there, um, you will see a lot of connections to that one specific chapter. Okay. Nice. Okay, Brayden, I'm going to try one more time. <laughs> you don't have to tell us if you're what? working on something or when it's releasing, but if you were to randomly open a drawer in your house and something <laughs> has so happened, kick that box a little bit. <laughs> What could potentially be in there? What kinds of themes or ideas? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like your your angled approach, right? <laughs> if at first you don't succeed, try again from another angle. Yeah. Let's, let's give it one more shot. I love it. Now, there's always concepts, and I feel like uh, I feel like I've said that. I try not to repeat myself too much. You know, I, I do have some. Um, bigger concepts and let's face it to, to, to follow up, uh, one like ungodly with kind of layered concept, a bigger concept than, than your, your pedestrian novel, especially debut. You have to, uh, there's a certain standard there mm-hmm. in terms of conceptually, you can't just make it uh, I, I just I, I don't write from a simplified perspective and, mm-hmm. and it's hard to follow up an ungodly with a simplified perspective. Yeah. So to wheel it back in a little bit, not get too too far out there. I have big concepts that I have um, certain notes on mm-hmm. and, and that I keep on filling in bits and pieces here and there, always tinkering on uh, and then some smaller uh, concepts, smaller ideas that. Uh, could potentially surface in a smaller medium, something, something else, who knows, but just the potential is there. That's always there. I, but I have not been writing um, outright fiction in a while. 
I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of jotting down those, you know, marking those, those lamp posts, those, those mile markers. But, um, for now I'm just, uh, you know, uh, concentrating on, on certain other endeavors, but okay. it, you, you better believe it. You better believe it. I mean, yeah, there's some weird stuff in the drawer to get right <laughs> to your question. There's some weird stuff and there's some concepts that are out there and it's just a matter of, I've got to make it, it's just got to work. You know, it's got, it's got to be engineered correctly and it's got to work from every angle and, um, we'll see. I mean, it's understandable. It's hard to follow up with a masterpiece like ungodly. So mm-hmm. we get it. Okay. I will say, I will accept your answer because you're, the iron's in the fire. Yes. So yes. as long and as there's ideas, there's a possibility. If you need any listening ears, mm-hmm. I'm here for any ideas, big and small. <laughs> Thank you for that. Ditto. Again, when the fire strikes, I will fan those flames. Yay. Let me assure you. Nice. Sounds good to me. Well, thank you guys. This was amazing. Yes, this was definitely a really fun episode for us. Hopefully I appreciate you guys, you guys so well. much. <laughs> Hopefully we didn't traumatize you too bad. Yes. No, no. No. No trauma. Trauma free. This is a treat. <laughs> getting, to, getting to hear uh, Mr. Gloom's velvety pipes you know, go at it and then getting to uh, just, just have some fun with some random mail opening and off the cuff. Um, <laughs> You know, narration, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have to ask before we get off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas, are you, uh, have you already narrated The Potted Plant? Yes, I have. It is available on Audible. Nice. Well, let, let me know. Th- thank you for that. Let me know right now if there is any kind of Greek chorus kind of narrating every scene. Um uh, a la Little Shop of Horrors with our trio. Um, <laughs> if there's anything remotely close to that, I'm buying right now, man. You got to look at it. <laughs> no, there's actually there's no there's no singing that I can think of, but there is whistling, and it does mm-hmm. play uh, a, a fun little role in the in the story. I love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Let, let me say this. Is Audrey too mentioned? Is Audrey mentioned at any point in the story? No. Um, okay. it, it's just, it's, the, the tease is, in, uh, is on the cover. Now, the, the plant does exist, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, want the, more the, of the plant. I love that story. <laughs> I want to know where she's at now and who she's hanging I just out want, with. I know. I just want to know about the witch. Mm-hmm. I loved her. Mm, yeah. Even though she was evil, but. Not really. I love that story. I guess it depends on how you look at it, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. She was evil, but she was fun. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Isn't that, it usually goes hand in hand. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. True story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well done. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. This was a blast. It was. And hopefully we'll see something from you guys soon mm-hmm. or not soon we'll wait it's okay um <laughs> you guys be patient with yourselves and be nice because yes. it's a process yes just know we love your works mm-hmm. you guys are amazing at everything you do <laughs> it's okay if it has to marinate it's fine yeah it's fine thank okay. you for the patience thank you for mm-hmm. having us first oh, and foremost this is always a treat inviting us inviting me back inviting thomas on here this was uh Truly a pleasure and uh, always a treat for me. And uh, until next time. 
Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. And please remember to leave a light on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your preferred platform. For any suggestions, you can email us at readingsirens at gmail.com or send us a direct message through Instagram at reading underscore sirens for any author suggestions, recommendations, or feedback. Thank you.